Hello everybody and welcome to A Sculpt of Tea, the show where I talk about some of your favorite and least favorite movies, TV shows, and books. And I also give you a brief history of some teas. Today's tea is English breakfast tea. Now, English breakfast tea, like many teas throughout history, has been debated over the years. The general consensus is that the tea first made its way over to the UK by Charles II's Portuguese wife. Catherine of Braganza grew up on the tea, which didn't change even as she became a foreign princess in the UK. In 1662, she went to the UK and she took with her a large casket of tea. The drink spread around the royal family and anything the royal family did, the upper classes did as well. And so the entire country eventually was drinking English breakfast tea. The tea was either green or black and would be enjoyed as a treat in the afternoon. And it was a rare product that everyone enjoyed. Even today, it remains a drink that all people enjoy. Now, let's talk about today's movie, Uncharted. Uncharted is an amazing movie, and I'm someone who doesn't like to place things into the amazing category until I've really thought long and hard about it. So you know that I actually enjoyed this movie. I do want to say a quick warning. There is potential spoilers ahead just because it is one movie and I can't exactly talk about things that don't happen in the movie. So there may be spoilers. So let's get on with our bird's eye view. First thing I want to talk about is the plot. I really enjoyed the plot of this, of this movie. It was simplistic and yet complex heartfelt, hilarious, and yet also just everything. And for the most part, characters were well-written. And on the note of characters, I really think that something that movies get wrong is characters. It's so easy in shows to have good characters, well, easier, because you have more time with them. You get to know the characters. Whereas in movies, you have to introduce characters faster where you have less time to let your audience love them. So to have so many great characters is just amazing. I also think that when it comes to the plot, there were so many ways this could go wrong. The only reason Uncharted worked, I, in my opinion, is because they did it right. There are so many movies out there who follow this format, who follow the format of taking a video game or a ride and turn it into a movie or a movie series. Hopefully Uncharted isn't becomes a movie series. But they do it wrong. They either add too much, add too little, and it just, it doesn't quite pan out correctly. But Uncharted definitely did it right. Now, I'll talk about my comparison later, and I'm going to say it right now, and I'll say it again later. I'm not a video gamer, and I've never played the game, so I'm basing this just off of the movie. But now, let's get into the characters. The characters in this movie are, the main characters are Nathan Drake and Victor Sullivan. 
Nathan Drake is really the main, main character. And he's played by Tom Holland. And he is super funny. He's a good mixture of naive and also not quite naive. He's a thief at the beginning, and he's definitely a thief at the end. But he starts off as a low-level thief and then works his way up to stealing maps from random places. But what I really liked about Nathan Drake was the complexity. I feel like when it comes to characters who have missing family members, it can, or even dead family members, it can be easy to fall into the trap of just plain sadness. And I'm not saying every single movie character does this, but I've seen it way too many times. But Nathan Drake and Tom Holland himself does a great job of portraying a mixture of sadness, maybe even some denial in there, and also guilt. Because in a way, Nathan Drake felt responsible for, for why his brother disappeared. Second, Victor Sullivan. Victor Sullivan, is, who is played by Mark Wahlberg, is an interesting character. Now, one of my favorite, and also least favorite, parts of this movie was Victor. On the one hand, I felt like he was a good character in that he furthered the plot in good ways, and he was very funny. But I also felt like he had no character development, or his character development felt a little more forced than I think it could have been. But that's a nitpicky thing, and I think all in all he had some good character development. Because at first he is very materialistic, he only wants the material. However, towards the end of the movie, he begins to gain a respect for Nathan, and begins to see him more as a little brother than just a partner. Or maybe he even sees him as a friend. And I think that this is a very good thing to have. I think we need more characters who showcase friendships and good friendships, because I really find their friendship good. Even though there's some kinks they need to work out. Next we have Chloe Fraser. I don't really know where to put Chloe in regards to good guy, bad guy. She seems like both, and every character in the show, I guess, could be placed in good guy or bad guy category. But with Chloe, I didn't understand her intentions. One of the most important things about movies and shows and, and characters and books is characters need to have intention. One of the things in theater that we that I'm constantly told is every single thing your character does and says needs to have intention. And this carries over into movies and books and shows. Every character needs to have an intention. Chloe's seems lost or unintentionally pushed down. At first, I felt like she had more intention and then towards the end, her intention was kind of lost. One of the things that could have fixed this is if make is making it more clear why Chloe is so after the keys and why she is here. Every other character had a clear purpose. Chloe, not so much. And this could be a video game thing. Maybe in the video game she's like an NPC or something. I don't I highly doubt that she's an NPC, but maybe she is an NPC and just 
they wanted to make her a character in this show or movie. Sorry. If that's the case, then they did a good job. If that isn't, then maybe perhaps for the next movie they should give her more of intentional things she does and give a reason. It doesn't have to be like the big reason, just a reason for being present. Why is she here? Why is she in the movie? Next we have Joe Bragg. Now another character who I think took several left turns. I didn't feel like Joe was the best villain. Don't get me wrong, she was a good villain. She definitely fulfilled her role well. But it just felt like at some points she was the second in command and other times she was first. And it felt like the movie was giving mixed opinions on to whether she was the villain, the antagonist, or whether she was just the side antagonist. I think towards the end especially it's clear that she's the antagonist, but perhaps at the at the beginning of the movie they should have given her some more wiggle room because it felt like her her ability was kind of hampered. Um, next, Santiago Mancado. This is who I thought was going to be the antagonist the whole time. And in a way he was, but he also wasn't. His intentions were very clear, and I think he would have been a better antagonist than Joe, but I do think it's interesting to see Joe's true intentions revealed. So I think it was a good idea, but I thought Santiago was going to be the antagonist for pretty much the entire movie until he wasn't the antagonist. So that was kind of interesting. And I will not lie, that is one of the few times that I've ever been truly like blindsided by a movie. I'm pretty good at guessing how things are going to end in movies and shows, and I'm not gonna lie, I did not anticipate Joe becoming the antagonist. Even though throughout the whole thing, she was not really, she wasn't a good guy for sure but I didn't see her as an antagonist. And then she became it, the antagonist, and I was like, oh, wow. So that was really cool. So kudos to Uncharted, they actually blindsided me. Um, and finally we have Sam Drake, who doesn't appear much in this movie, but he is mentioned. It's kind of like what Star Wars tried to do and then, in my opinion, failed. The whole Force Awakens finding Luke Skywalker, and then they find him. But in this case, they don't find Sam. It's believed Sam is dead, and again, Nathan and Sam had a close relationship, but then it kind of fell apart because Sam left, and Nathan didn't know where he was. But little did we know that Sam was giving hints to Nathan so that he could find the keys. Which I think was very interesting to showcase because it made me wonder, it made me want a second movie. And I think that's how you make a good sequel, is when the audience is waiting for it, is on the edge of their seat, like, come on, I need a second movie. And I definitely want a second movie. Not only was this movie just amazing, and I think 
the series would be helped by a second movie, but I think that they set themselves up for one. So I really hope they do come to that second movie. Now that we've done our characters, let's talk about the comparison. Again, I am not a video gamer. I do not know what happens in the video game itself, so I can't determine whether or not it's close to the video game or not. But I do know that it was received well by the video gaming community, so I can assume that it at least is not like a put down of the, sh of the video game. I've seen some clips of the video game itself and I think they did a good job for the most part. So I wish I had more and I wish I could play the video game and just be like, oh yeah, you know, here's how it went. It went pretty well. But it, I can't determine that myself. Now this is a shorter episode, so we are only 13 minutes in and we're already at the conclusion. But movies are going to automatically be shorter episodes. I'm just gonna make that fact. M movies are going to be shorter episodes. There's not as much to talk about, especially since I'm mostly gonna be doing standalone movies. So in a couple weeks, when we go back to um, the next movie, will be The Adam Project. So buckle up for that one. I'm really excited. But next week, the next week's book is Throne of Glass, so watch out for that one. But anyways, let's finish up with the conclusion. So my rating, I would give this movie five stars. For what is wrong with this movie, what is what went wrong with this movie made, is made up for by what went right. Basically, there's more redeemable qualities than there is things that need to be redeemed. So I think this movie did a great job. It was received well. It was very limited in, um, in what they didn't allow. They allowed very little other than adventure. And so that's kind of the big thing was there was a lot of adventure. It was very fun. And it felt like an adventure I would go on myself, so I enjoyed it a lot. Now, as to who should watch this movie, it is rated PG-13, so I would stick to that PG-13 rating. Um, mostly because of language is the only reason it's really PG-13, other than there's one sexual scene. Not explicit. I don't watch explicit stuff, so I don't really... There, It'll very rarely be explicit, that I'll say. But... There's only one sexual scene. Again, not explicit. There is a lot of adventure, and there is a lot of implied death. Not gory death, just implied death. And I know some people are more sensitive to that than others, so just something to be aware of. And with that, we conclude this week's episode of A Spot of Tea. Thank you for joining me. Join me next week for Throne of Glass.